Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas and a happy new year. This is Heroes Home Base Podcast. Episode 35. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. This is Rob. Happy holidays. This is Mark. Merry Christmas, everybody. This is Rich. Episode 30. <laughs> Episode. <laughs> All right. Welcome into the show, guys. Episode 35. This is officially what? Our second Christmas episode for Heroes Home Base? Yes, it is. Man, time just flies by. And realistically, I know we said this at the beginning of episodes before, but it feels like we haven't done this in forever. Like the holiday season's in full swing. Christmas isn't about two days, three days away. We're all busy doing our jobs, doing Christmas get-togethers in small groups, mind you. Uh, so yeah, it's been a while since we've been able to sit down and pod together. So let's just go around talk about what we've been up to. I feel like that would be appropriate. Rob, how's that second job treat you? <laughs> um, I mean, it's easy money. Um, just, you know, trying to pay some bills. Rob's working Maybe for the man. <laughs> Maybe uh, maybe save for uh, a new computer since my computer decided to die literally the last time we were recording. What's going on with you, Mark? Just uh, winding down before break from work. Um, my job, we close for two weeks or a week this year during the Christmas holiday. Um, and really just, uh, I will say that this kind of isolation is starting to get to me. I was in a bad mood tonight. All this alone time and... Uh, you know, it's just, it is, it is a bit starting to get to me because typically every year I have a Christmas party in my apartment. My apartment is huge and all my friends here in New York come over or I would have been in Columbus by now and yeah. I can't really, so all this isolation, I like being alone. I live alone. I'm a single person. You know, I've, I'm an only child, but this, uh, this is a low, this, uh, it's starting to get to me just a little bit because I feel like I'm wearing a straight jacket. Like the other night I had some energy. It was like Saturday night and I wanted to go to this particular bar in Harlem, but I couldn't do it. Cause I was afraid to go out in crowds and you know what I mean? I couldn't do that. And then I was just certain things like going to my friend's house or going to the movies and, or just going to drinks. My friends was like, Hey, maybe we should grab a drink over break. And one of my coworkers, I'm like, I don't even know if we can do that. You know? So it's just, what is yeah. the, uh, what is the real climate in New York with the uh, restaurants and bars? Like they, you can't do it or it's extremely low, low occupancy, capacity. low capacity. Yeah. I actually had a couple of my direct reports that report to me at work that just flat out asked me last week, like, are you all right? And I really do think that the, the March since March is finally starting to catch, catch up with me mentally. And I think it's, human beings and as yearning for that human connection i think it's it's really starting to come around and hit me in the uh in the mental state i guess and it's just i i look forward to doing this show with you guys it's kind of an outlet and uh so we can just reconnect and stay active and keep the communication going and it's just there's so many people that need that now and i just feel like we're all at a breaking point and uh, I just hope for the best in the future. And I hope to continue to be doing this with you guys and keeping up the, I guess, the good times and reliving the memories of the good times. I remember aye, I, was, I was cleaning up some of uh, our old 
back audio and i remember when we were kind of making jokes of this like uh, we're gonna be laughing about this in a month or something like that nope we're not so i don't know i don't want to sound cliche and keep going over the same bullshit over and over again like oh this is the new norm or when we're gonna get back to normal but you know i just hope and i hope and i pray for our sanity how about that (laughs) well i think i mean some obviously some significant developments have occurred since we last spoke. And I think what makes it difficult is when there are no conditions, like when we don't have, we just have the idea that there's light at the end of the tunnel, but we don't know when that's coming. And I think we have some realistic timelines now that, you know, they're saying, you know, somewhere in the May to August timeframe, we might be, we might be in a spot where, you know, vaccines are readily available for everybody and we should be good to start maybe, you know, loosening things back up and maybe going back to some things. I just think, I don't think I mentioned her very much on here. I talk about her a lot at my full-time job, but Brene Brown, one of her podcasts, Unlocking Us, started right as the pandemic started. Yeah. She had, she had an episode where she's talking about our reserves are depleted. So we don't have much capacity for, like our emotional reserves are gone. Like they're shot. So. I would agree. I like Brene Brown. I but I, I, uh, I, I would agree that I feel a bit like, and I typically don't feel this way. But I like tomorrow, you know, is our we close early and we break. But it's just like I almost feel like I don't know if I can make it. And I never feel that way. I always wake up with such energy. I'm never really. T- I'm never tired. I'm never tired at work. But you know, tomorrow I'm thinking to myself, Oh God, can I? Am I going to be able to make it? That's how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just. I mean, we've almost been doing this for a year. Yeah. I mean, we're we're pretty much two months away from that. And there's just so much uncertainty. And I think hopefully we'll we'll start to see some relief of this. It's kind of a paradox. Like I'm I'm excited for the holidays. I for the second year in a row we've set up our, our decorations before Thanksgiving, which I never really liked before, but now it's like, yeah, we're going to do that every year now because it's like I can actually enjoy the decorations and it almost makes it worth setting them up it kind of sucks to set them up for like a couple of weeks and then take them back down so i mean yeah, it almost ex- feels like three weeks because if you do it after things you know the week after thanksgiving you're really only hanging out with them for at most three weeks right so it's like you know i'm excited but it's definitely different like um obviously we're gonna do some some zooming with family which you know that's what we got to do to stay safe and it's not what anybody would prefer I guess just what keeps me kind of focused is there's just been so much death. And I, I mean, I just, I feel for those folks that, you know, I know it's not the norm, but I mean, some of these people have lost like several family members. Like that's devastating, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Makes me, you know, appreciate what I have and appreciate that most of my family is safe and we can sit and talk about comics and uh, I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to some Wonder Woman 84 in my living room. Yeah, we'll definitely be doing a review of that. Um, I know that I had talked in the past about uh, possibly doing having Dr. Doug come on and have, you know, movie review corner with Dr. Doug. Maybe we can have him on and review that. I did talk to him uh, last week. I was like, you know, we've got a lot we got to talk about. We got to read. He hasn't read Mad Love yet. I'm, I'm only a partial way through that. 
I'm like, but you know, if we, we, if we need to get you on for some wonder woman 84 in the meantime, he's like, you know, we should do that. And he's like, that sounds like a lot of fun. So I'll have to, I'll have to hit him up on that. All right. So let's, let's dig into some comic stuff, man. Let's, let's turn the tide. We hope everybody's safe this holiday season. We're hoping everybody's, you know, hopefully we can all be there for each other and, uh, turn the mood to a festive state i guess so uh we got a massive list of uh comic news to go over mark you want to start it off a little bit i've got a few things and then maybe we can dig into comic book review that we have to talk about so absolutely so first a bunch of uh comic news um we have dr octopus the guy who played him alfred malone uh Melina, mm-hmm. he's reprising his role as the character in the third installment in the Tom Highland series. Okay. All right. You remember him? Yeah. So he is reprising his role, which I thought was cool. I thought he was a good Doc Ock in the yes. Sam Raimi Spider Man. I liked him. Um, I liked Jimmy him Fox. In Raiders of the Lost Ark. I know. It's like <laughs> Mr. Raiders himself. Oh, uh, that's right. <laughs> he didn't make Adios, it. Adios, senor. Adios, senor. Didn't make it past the big ball. Oh, uh, Jamie Foxx is, is Electro. He's appearing in the third installment of the Tom Holland series. He's uh, reprising his role as Electro. We first saw him in The Amazing Spider-Man 2 with Andrew Garfield. Mm-hmm. So he's reprising his role as Electro. So I think that's cool. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing that. He, he was a good Electro. Um, Daredevil, Charlie Cox, is apparently supposed to be making an appearance. They're saying he's supposed to be playing Spider-Man's lawyer. Nice. I like it. Which, that would be very cool. Uh, On the CW, the new show Superman and Lois, which I'm not crazy about that title. Um, We got a new look at his costume. Looks good. Yeah, I I like it. it. It's It's like a combination of Henry Cavill's and... uh the previous CW costume. Yeah. Agreed. I don't think I'm going to watch it, but Hey, <laughs> <laughs> why not? Why are you, why are you throwing it out? Uh, I, I, that's pretty pathetic for me to say that on a comic book show, but I, I just, I don't know. The title I, doesn't do it for me. I, don't I, I, I think I'll, I think I'll, Check it out. Give it a shot. I'm not going to just say no, but I, I really wasn't a fan of him as Superman and when I was watching Supergirl. So not that he's bad. I just don't. I just don't see him. But that's just me. That doesn't mean. So this is uh, everybody else. So this is in the to. realm of uh, dust repellent paper. Mark the title doesn't do it for you, so you're out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the artwork is crap. Yep. We have. Uh, they're not re- for Black Panther two. They're not recasting Chadwick Boseman. I heard that. I heard that. They're not going to recast him. Um, which, so I mean, I just, feel like that So movie... is he just not going to be in it? Or had they already finished a lot of it? Or I don't even know if they've started filming it. Okay. Were they going to have somebody else reprint, like somebody, like another character take on the mantle? Maybe they're talking about Suri doing it, his sister. And also Patty Jenkins, who's directing Wonder Woman 84, who directed the first Wonder Woman, she is going to be directing star wars rogue squadron nice hell yeah shout out i like her i like her as a director i think she's awesome i think i like her i like me some patty jenkins i definitely think that uh she definitely put a spotlight on herself with the success of the first movie and i think that uh the success of the sequel will really 
I mean, she's going to, like already she's going to do a Star Wars. Like, she's only going to go up. Like, she hasn't even peaked yet. So I think that if you have two really good, especially nowadays in this genre, really good hits, it, you're going to blow up. Like, uh, what's his name who did Thor Ragnarok? Ty YTD or whatever his name is. <laughs> uh, who? That sounds like a drink. Ty YTD. <laughs> Look it up. I don't know. Please pause. I don't know. Man. Please pause. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> Taika Waititi. This sounds like and, a drink. And I know that since he did Thor, he's done, I know he directed, I think, two or at least one of the Mandalorian show. So I think these guys are getting really good shots, man, if they if they can pull off the superhero movies. Continue on with your jokes. <laughs> <laughs> well, also something that's interesting that kind of stopped me in my tracks and that just made me, oh boy, I wonder what this person is thinking, but Peter Quill from Guardians of the Galaxy in the comic books, his character is come out. His character is bisexual in the comics. And I don't know if that's going to make it onto the screen, but I just thought that was an interesting tidbit there. Uh, but that's all the news that I've got. Um, all right, I've got a couple things. Oh, Go ahead. I know um, Titan season three, we have a new photo of uh, Starfire's costume. Did you guys see that? Awesome. Awesome. Finally. Looks good. (laughs) Finally. Man, you were complaining about that before the show even started. She's she is gorgeous, man. And like, I just felt like I didn't understand the whole like she had to look like a (laughs) streetwalker like in the first season. Like it didn't. It didn't jive with me, but no, the new costume looks sweet. Uh, and that is definitely going to be on HBO Max. I think I said on the last episode, I didn't renew my DC Universe uh, subscription. So all those. So shows- is that dissolving or what's happening? It's kind of evolving into a, like a digital comics. And like, I think it's going to be DC Universe Infinity or something like that. I, I'm that's oh. all I really know about it, but no, I haven't. I haven't renewed it. Uh, so speaking of DC, the normal comic lineup is being suspended for the net for two months, I believe, starting in uh, January for DC Future State. So give you a quick rundown on this. Welcome to DC Future State, a two-month extravaganza that reveals what lays. That lays in store for the world's greatest heroes spinning out of the finale of the dark knight's death metal number seven on sale january 5th dc future state will take you on a journey from the near future to the end of time to witness destinies of heroes like batman superman wonder woman and the justice league the teen titans and so many more that's from dc's website i did get communication from gib to basically pick my titles that i want for this two months uh this is basically what the 5g restart was going to be before dan didio was fired so i think they're not obviously they're not completely scrapping it it's going to be two months instead of like a whole title relaunch and then from what i understand they're going to go back to releasing the normal books and stuff like that uh from the looks of it and looking into it and kind of reviewing the titles that i want to get uh i'm going to kind of go on a rant here i i really don't care like i think this is just pointless money grabbing bullshit and i wish they would to quote the great paul jenkins i wish they would just write good content and good stories that we want to read i don't care about this bullshit that's just my opinion 
I just want to read. Sounds like the I next just want to read my title. Of- I just want to read my titles, and I want to enjoy the story. And I want good writers on the books. And I feel like Batman is badass now. I feel like Detective is really good. Superman, we all know how I feel about that. But I mean, th- there's hopefully that's going to get revamped here pretty soon. And I just, I- I'm just tired of these f- gimmicks, man. Like, just tell good stories, tell good content. We'll support it. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I tell you what book I, I still really, really love right now, and that's Daredevil. Daredevil is like my book right now. Chip Zdarsky, I've said it numerous times on this podcast. I love that book. So that's the DC future state, 5G, whatever you want to call it, publicity stunt for two months. So all the com- well, no, dude, all the normal like, comics will be on hiatus. Thank you. Well, and, and in all honesty, like, I think my my foot is half in the door. I think doing this podcast is helped me reconnect with some things and you've obviously, you know, allowed me to kind of read some stuff, but that's, that's one of the things that I hated about collecting. And then I didn't miss, you know, when I was, when I was gone. Rebirth was so good. Like I've read so many comments of people that said I got out when new 52 started. I didn't want to read that. I didn't want another relaunch. Like I got out of comics and then so many people came back to rebirth and it was great the first maybe six months to a year into it. And now you're going to lead it all the way up to this crap. And I like Scott Snyder. Don't get me wrong. I think he's a tremendous writer. Like I couldn't, I, I didn't, I didn't dig the metal series three years ago when it did. And now this guy has complete control of the direction of the DC universe with metal. And I, I don't know how other people feel about it like please write in send send messages or send us an email because i i'm really anxious to know what people think about it i can't stand it like i'm over it i'm over this batman who laughs i know we talked to sean about that on the last episode he was really intrigued by the character but i'm just over the dark batmans and the dark i'm just over it like that was three years ago and now we're still reviving it to take the dc universe in a direction that quite frankly it's stale (laughs) <laughs> just saying so uh, we'll, we'll come back to some more dc comics but uh bring it back to the shows and the movies and stuff like that we've got a release date for the snyder cut march what 22nd 25th what is it let me, let me I thought it was 25th well as far as shows wandavision comes out january 19th zach snyder's justice league will release on the 25th of march 2021 so uh watch party hanging out party show review and i also read that Zack snyder's justice league four-hour cut will release in theaters and hbo max in between march and april so there is talks that it'll be in the theaters too so hey so on that i max me up man on that point, what do you think of Warner Brothers doing the streaming thing? Like all their major movies going to be on streaming platforms in addition to the theaters. I think what for the foreseeable future? I mean, I hate to take it back to the negative, but I feel that th- these companies, these production companies and we all know everybody's trying to come out with their own streaming service and they're going to have each production house is going to have their own. So it's almost like this is the reason why we all quit cable that many years ago. And now we're going to be able to pick and choose in in the long run. It's going to cost us more, but I feel like these companies are, are trying to be innovative and they've got to come up with different ways to get their content out. Cause I mean, Mark lives in New York city and he can't even go to the theater. They're completely Mm. shut down. That's a huge market in the United States and they can't even go 
to the movie theater. So like, See, I know I, we can go to the movies here in Ohio, but it's just like, it's not, I don't know the deals. I know there's a lot of people that are upset by doing this. Cause they're not going to see the return that they normally would at the box office. But I mean, well, and I was, I was talking to Dr. Doug about this and I'll, I'll be interested to kind of get his, his take on this when we get it back in the, on the show. Cause it's going to be a relevant discussion for the foreseeable future, but I just feel bad for the small production companies that are essentially, they're getting screwed by this. How are they going to, you know, get revenue when, when Americans have the choice of, I'm going to stay in my living room and stream this movie for free, mind you, if I have HBO Max. Yeah, but you're also paying for the service. I get it right. where right, I know but, Disney's Mulan, you had to spend $30 even if you had Disney Plus to rent it. But I but mean... Th- but But you see what I mean though? Like for the cost of a, a movie ticket a month, you're going to get access to these movies. Like as a consumer, it's, it's a great deal, but you know what I mean? But as a production company and some of these smaller scale production companies, like I, I, they, I would have to imagine they feel burned by this. Oh, I, I, and, you know, I agree. You know, I agree are, with they're, that. they're pretty much not going to make anything off of, you know, these movies that maybe, you know, they've, they've put a lot of, they've maybe put their whole budget into it and, and Warner brothers has maybe, you know, chipped in to help them along the way. But I just, I, I don't know. I think it's going to, there's going to be some negatives. They're, obviously they're going to have to have some kind of contract negotiation where they're going to see revenues from memberships. I mean, I'd like to know the numbers of people that signed up for HBO max just because they found out the Snyder cut was going to get released on there. I mean, that was a giant draw well, to draw in people to subscribe to the platform. But I think that there's got to be some, there's got to be an incentive for these companies to be able to allow it to be on streaming service. So they've got to have some kind of revenue coming in from it. Granted, it's not going to be the massive billions of dollars that these movies make, but you know. But I think the incentive is going to be for production companies to sell. And again, I'm not an expert at this. I just wonder if it's just going to further collapse the market. If that makes sense. I understand. I I mean, I I get it. I I don't think Disney's hurting one bit. That's because Disney's buying everything. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying, like, if I have Disney Plus, am I going to spend $30 do I do, do I feel like I should have to spend $30 to rent a movie when I play for their service? Or like, am I getting a better, obviously you just said it, you're getting a better deal when you have HBO Max and they're going to let you watch a movie for free. Even if I had to pay for it, I'm saving myself the high margins of going to the movies and spending fifty dollars on popcorn and a drink. So now, see, I totally, I totally get that. I totally understand. You know, popcorn is, I think, like a nine hundred percent markup because that's how the theaters make their money since the production companies get most of the ticket sale revenue. I just think I, I, I don't want. Obviously, the theaters are already hurting. Right. And I think there are some movies that they just need to be seen in theaters. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. So I don't want these blockbuster movies need to be seen in this movie. I want to see Wonder Woman and IMAX. I want to see Zach's. I will go to the theater to see Zack Snyder's Justice League on the big screen, even if I did see it on HBO Max. And Patty Jenkins says that she will not direct Wonder Woman 3 unless it's unless it has a theatrical release. Like they're talking about, they're in talks to do like mm-hmm. possible do a Wonder Woman three. She was like, unless it's a theatrical release, she's like, I'm not doing it. Otherwise, I'm not interested. She's like, I'd be up for it, but if there's no, because we don't know what it's going to be like. Yeah. You know, she's like, but I'd be up to do it, but 
I'm not doing it if it's a, if, if there's no theatrical release. So I think like a lot of things, we just have to see how far the pendulum swings the other direction. You know what I mean? Like as the world starts to open back up again, I I don't think it's going to be a complete shift. Like I don't think everything's going to be the streaming service. I think theaters are going to have a place in the future. It's just a matter of how how far does it swing the other way? You know what I mean? So I'm sure there's... It's just we don't know what that looks like. But and I can't. I think, but like I said, but you can't fault these companies for coming up with innovative ways to still absolutely get the not. Absolutely. I mean, it makes a hundred percent. It makes sense. Like I mean, I this, honestly saw... would not care if I pay for HBO Max, and I honestly wouldn't care if I had to spend the money to rent the movie. I wouldn't. And I get it that they're not getting the whole family's size of it's not like you're going to be like oh there's three people watching this movie i better buy it three times like no but i get it and it's just gonna have to we're just gonna have to wait and see how it goes like i understand the the anxiety involved with spending millions and millions of dollars to make a movie and spend it on the production costs and the advertising and now you don't get to release it i mean wonder woman got pushed back what three times now I mean, it's it's good that they're still releasing it in the theaters. I hope it does well. But, like, I'm just glad, as a fan, I'm just glad we're going to be able to finally see the movie. So it's not like it's not going to get the support that it needs. But sure, I mean, I, the support I that it that. needs is money so they can do a, another movie. I get it. Well, and All measured on the funds. It's just interesting because as companies have to be innovative, the just I think there are more after effects than there were before. You know what I mean? So as you know, these production companies get innovative on how can we make money? How can we not have another tenant? You know, that that we desperately need people to go back to the theaters and then some people do and, and, but it's nowhere near what they wanted it to be. Just what the after effects are from the production companies seeking to make as much money as they can, you know, it just, it kind of screws some of those other production companies. And, you know, it's kind of like I equate it to when music went online. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like the the fundamental structure of how artists and recording companies made money, it's just, it's it completely changed, right? It's like, it's not on CD sales anymore. And for, for a lot of it, it's not even about like EP sales anymore, right? It's like, all right. And I was I so guess... proud of that CD collection that I had and I don't even have it in the car anymore. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, it's like now it's like they're trying to advocate for, and I think justifiably so, they need to get a cut of some of those Spotify subscriptions or, you know, or those Pandora subscriptions. So, and I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're working out ways that, you know, the, the, the streaming services aren't going to be successful if the content they're getting isn't worth people checking out. So, yeah. I'm sh- I hope this is a temporary thing and you know we can get back to going and see in our movies and you know it's it's all just a waiting game um but I, mean, I think if anything though I I wouldn't be surprised if the future state is I don't know if it's going to be hey just by having the subscription you get to see these for free like HBO Max I wouldn't be surprised if it's something like what Disney did with Mulan like hey if you're a subscriber you have the option but here's you're going to have to pay a little extra something that's maybe equivalent to getting a movie ticket to, to, to watch this additional content, kind of like a pay-per-view type deal, you know? Yeah. And I think we would all agree that we would be fine with paying for it. Well, yeah. Cause I, I mean, I'm paying for it when I go to the movies anyway. All right. So I also saw an article that obviously we know that Ben Affleck is going to be back 
for Batman in the Flash movie, but they're also Warner Brothers is also trying to get him to do two more Batman movies or appearances. Um, I can't. I don't. Who's going to do? De- was he going to do a Deathstroke movie? Oh, interesting. I don't know. Batman I don't have the Deathstroke. I don't have the article in front of me, but like, I know that depending upon the success of Zack Snyder's release, they were talking about giving him his second and third movie. So, I mean, that's all rumor, I think, at this point. But there also was another article out that said, uh, I think this was Bleeding Cool, which seems to be my number one source for all this stuff, that Henry Cavill was also in talks to sign on for two more Superman appearances and or full-on movies. So I feel like the the basement that the DCU was in and the trajectory is finally on an incline, which is as comic fans, I think is all always good. So I think that with the Marvel releases on uh, Disney plus and their new shows and their new phase of movies and DC doing their thing, I think it's, I think it gives us a bright future for the stuff we love to watch. So, so speaking, speaking of Marvel of- and Disney plus one division comes out January 15th, January 15th. Okay. That's when that launches. I'm very excited about that. Six episodes. Nice. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, I'm really excited. So did you guys hear, speaking of Disney and their conglomerate, did you hear that Hayden Christensen's coming back to play Vader in the uh, Obi-Wan series? I did not. I did hear that. So we'll have to, we'll have to see how that goes. I did like that uh, McGregor's going to be playing him again. So I look forward to watching that. Becky's on board because, you know, she likes her some even McGregor, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Who's that old guy? I'm like, oh, Lord. <laughs> Just the original. <laughs> All right. So do we want to get into this Batman cat? Well, hold on. Hold on. I just want to let everybody know that I have officially uh, watched uh, Christmas with the Joker. <laughs> Got my holiday tradition in there. Um, I think this is the th- this I, I think that's the third time I've been able to report that on here. Um, <laughs> and I have not reread uh, Batman Noel, but I want to do that again since that was my Christmas special last year. So nice. All right. Batman so, Catwoman. Let's dig into Batman Catwoman. Mark, you want to uh, start us off with your, we'll, we'll just go around and give our initial thoughts. I love the cover. <laughs> Mr. I love Mr. Clayman artwork. He's another I love... really good artist the cover. I like the story. I like how it starts out with Catwoman and, you know, the silent night on the radio and her looking for this particular where she was going, you know, the destination she was getting to. I was able to follow the flashbacks well. Okay. Because we're going through a couple, about four different timelines here. Yes. Um, I enjoyed that. I was able to follow that. I thought that it was cool how we got to see them age Mm-hmm. I like the fact that they brought back Andrea Beaumont. Oh yeah! I like the fact that they carried, they continued the story from the actual original Mask of the Phantasm, Phantasm storyline. Yep. About her, you know, disappearing with the, after the Joker and how they supposedly quote unquote died. I like seeing the Phantasm suit 
at the end. Yes. I like how it's a how they left it. It's like a cliffhanger because we're gonna find out how who is crazy enough to sleep with a Joker for him to have grandkids. You know what I'm saying? And why is he, is he you know, is he in hiding now? And he's obviously in disguise. And Catwoman, I'm, I'm assuming she's like in her 60s, going to you know, she says I think she her intention, you know, she's going to kill the Joker, and at her age, she's going to do this. You know, it's just like I, I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I liked it, it, like where she was like, well, Bruce is out of the way, so now I can accomplish my mission. <laughs> which he would never allow me to do. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to kill your ass. I, I'm digging it. I like uh, I like where it's going. I like the, like you said, it's got little, it's got like almost four different stories going on at once. I feel that Tom King is going to bring it back to like his first uh, story arc when he was writing Batman and Rebirth where Batman does die. Um, I don't necessarily know if he's going to tie it to Gotham Girl that was involved in that. That was a character he created um, because at the end of his first story arc, they're like standing in front of Bruce Wayne's grave. So I don't know. And that was supposed to be in the in the future. So I don't know if he's going to tie that into this story just because that was his original intent when he was going to complete his whole story run on Batman, but I don't know. I'm digging it. Um, I go in with, I kind of went into it with low expectations. We all know how I feel about Tom King. Um, But so far I I, I liked it. I like the phantasm aspect of it. I love reliving childhood memories because that's probably one of my favorite, that probably is my favorite, uh, batman animated movie so that that hits me in my heart so I, I i'm digging it i like i like where he's going with it i hope it pays off that's all i'm gonna say so hopefully when we continue to read this it, it continues to make me happy so i, I like how, how long is this supposed to be this is a 12 issue series 12. So. next issue comes out january 19th yeah so hopefully it'll pay off and i mean it's it's never a uh, boring book when Clayman's artwork is involved. He did uh, what else did he do with Tom King this past year? He did the uh, Heroes in Crisis. He did Heroes in Crisis with Tom King and his artwork, and that was phenomenal. That was a uh, another. I highly recommend that just to look at the artwork. The story was, <laughs> but uh, that was another team up that he had. But Clay did a lot of the artwork for the Batman run with Tom King, and he I love the way he draws Batman. So. It's almost like a uh, he has a he has a different type of texture with his uh, details when it comes to something simple as whiskers on a face and just his yeah. overall shapes of the characters. I'm, I I dig it. He's another really really good artist. So, so Rob, what's your thoughts, man? Sorry, kind of rambling. No, there. you're good. So I kind of went in not really knowing at all about this book, and I even I even I mean I saw the initial picture of the phantasm. And I thought it was maybe something more like a um, like a black skull or something, right? Like I didn't I didn't think I didn't make the connection. Um, and even when Bruce was talking to Andrea, I was like, all right, I know the name. Yeah, there's some connection here. But again, I, I still kind of missed it. And I was following along. I'm like, ah, oh, there's a lot of story art. There's a lot of timelines here. And okay, there's some complications. And it wasn't until the very end when I, I saw the blade mm-hmm. with the mask, and I was like. And then she was sitting there on the bed. I'm like, mother, this is the phantasm. Yep. I, like it, it completely, it completely 
went over my head until I, I, I kind of got right to the end. And I'm like, oh, uh, uh, oh, I feel like, let me just put it this way. I feel that a book like this, I know there's hype around it. I know we've talked at length about Tom King, or at least I have. I feel like you have to have your head in the right mind space to sit down and really dig into the story. So yeah. like for me, you, Mr. Batman fan, if you completely missed Andrea Beaumont's name and you didn't tie it back to Phantasm, like you, you, I feel like your head wasn't in the right spot to be sitting down and trying to digest all of all of the story. Well, no, I was very much trying to read it and putting Elliot down for a nap. So I was like, <laughs> it was like, I want to read this because I want to be able to, I want to be able to, you know, talk about it and everything. And as soon as I saw the the bigger picture of the mask with the blade hand, I'm like, all right, that's the fan. I'm, and then the name clicked. I'm like, I know Andrea, but it's like, Oh, it, it, it like the blinders were off. I was fully aware. I'm like, oh, hell. Okay, well, now this makes a lot more sense. I so. feel that if you're not paying attention, and it, it, this book in particular seems like with, with how many story arcs he's got going on, you might have to read it a couple times. Like I know, I think all of us can agree we read the last few pages of The Three Jokers twice just to make sure we read it correctly. I feel like if you're not, it's almost like a horror movie or a, a suspense movie where if you get up and go to the bathroom, you're going to miss a key part. Like, I feel like if you don't get every nook and cranny in detail when you read this, you, you're going to be lost. It's almost like you're going to... Well, now, now it's like I know I'm watching a Shyamalan movie. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like now I'm paying attention and now I'm anticipating a little bit, but I'm sure he's going to throw some curveballs there. But to there kind of rewind to what I've said before... I feel like sometimes you get the the nut, you get the puzzle piece, you get the puzzle, the complete picture, but it never really comes through. And sometimes those details that you need in the story, they're just left in the ether somewhere for you to figure out yourself. And I don't yeah. like that when it comes to a comic medium. Like I want the details and I want the story to evolve and I want it to make sense. I don't want to come around I don't want the three of us to come back and review the whole thing and go, did we all get the same ending? Cause I feel like right. it was up for debate and I feel that yeah. that may be the course we're on and I hope it's not, but I'm just saying like the way he writes, like you got to pay attention to every detail because you know, issue nine could have some kind of flashback that reference back to the first issue. So I, I'm just saying like, I feel like we all need to be in the right headspace to really dive in and get the details of what he's trying to say. But if we go back to our good buddy, Mr. Clickstein, he would say if we all get something out of the same ending, if we all get something different out of it, then it's also served its purpose. Ah, okay. You know what I mean? Gets us talking. Oh, we'll be talking. (laughs) (laughs) But I liked it. I liked the book. I liked the artwork. I liked the story. I like where it's going to go. I, um, Makes me want to rent Mask of the Phantasm again. Do you think that the Joker knew that the little boy was Andrea's son? I'm sure. I don't think the Joker's an idiot by any stretch. He's just batshit crazy. No pun intended. But I, I don't think he's... I think he's extremely smart. So, I mean, those are... I'm sure we'll get the answer. Hopefully. I'm sure we'll get the answer. That's right. So... Yeah. But I'm excited. I'm I can't wait for the I'm next digging book. it. So am I. You know, Mark, it's been fun uh, reading books with uh, Catwoman and Batgirl with you because I know those are two comic characters you really like. Two of my faves. And I love, 
I like the 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 dynamic between uh, Bruce and Selena. Yeah, yeah, because she's so independent, you know, and she totally stands up to him, or not stands up to him, but it's just her own independent person with him. They're definitely the opposites. The opposites attract when it comes to Batman, but they're both Catwoman. very much the same in that they have dominant presence. Yeah, yeah. So all right, Batman, Catwoman, highly recommend it. Check it out. And that will be continuing during the bullshit. Hiatus. The hiatus. Yes. Yeah. It'll be continuing. the future state. What the hell? Yeah. So comic review out of the way. News out of the way. Does that bring us to who would win? Uh, yes. I believe so. All right. It's my turn to pick. I've got the ultimate matchup here. So I think we need to do our due diligence here and give a little back background information so hold on a minute okay rich's turn to pick and my pick is in honor of mark's new favorite show on disney plus i'm gonna pick vision versus the red tornado vision you, you can't give me a ooh ah good pick <laughs> good pick vision <laughs> okay let's get a little background here vision is a fictional superhero appearing in american comic book published by marvel comics he is an android and a member of the avengers who first appears in the avengers 57 back in 1968 he is loosely based on the timely comics character of the same name paul bettany portrays the character in the marvel cinematic universe and uh mark you want to add anything to that let's see uh created by roy thomas stan lee and john bushimi bushima Bushema. I love that name. I'm going to start Bushema that out. Uh, he is an android. Uh, he's from Brooklyn, New York, uh, right down the street from Mark. Uh, team affiliation Avengers, West Coast Avengers, Avengers AI, Defenders, Mighty Avengers, and New Avengers. Partnership, obviously Scarlet Witch. Uh, notable aliases, Victor Shade. It's a nice name. Abilities, Superhuman Agility intelligence strength and speed flight density control uh regeneration solar energy projection and telepathy so there is vision so let me bring up the red tornado so did vision come from jarvis in the movies in the movies is that am i thinking of the right character mark yes you are but it's it's from the movies that's not Vision was created originally in the comics. Vision was created by Ultron. Gotcha. To be the next phase in human, you know. Right, okay. but it, it merged. But it merged with with Jarvis in the movie. Right. Okay, so Red Tornado is a fictional superhero appearing in America Comics, published by DC. Uh, first appearance as Alt. Altroon Mysteries in Space number 61 in 1960 as Red Tornado Justice League of America 64 in August 1968 created by Gardner Fox and Dick Dillon uh, place of origin Ron team affiliations Justice League Justice Society of America Young Justice Primal Force and Freedom Fighters uh, Tornado uh, notable aliases Tornado Tyrant of Ron, Althoon Tornado Champion, and John Smith. Ability Superhuman Strength, Durability, Hearing, and Intellect. Wind, manip wind Manipulation kind of goes hand in hand with the name. Enhanced Computer Cracking, 
uh, changing from Android to human form at will. That's pretty badass. Created by writer Gardner Fox and artist Dick Dillon, the Sentinel Android Red Tornado first appeared in Justice League of America 64 in 1968. The Red Tornado name has previously been used for comical superheroine Mar Hunkley, who was introduced in All-American Comics. Uh, in 1968, the Red Tornado was Sentinel Android able to generate tornado speed winds enabled to fly and perform other world-related feats. Originally a member of the Justice Society of America, it moved to another dimension and joined the Justice League of America. The Red Tornado's body was characteristically damaged or destroyed. It was retconned in 1981, briefly programmed with Mahunkley's memory rather than being Sentinel. Until an older alien supervillain, the tornado, the tornado Champion, inhibited the android's body in 1984 retcon. The Tornado Champion never inhibited the android's body. Instead, elemental air occur, occupied the android. In 2011, reboot of DC Comics Universe, the New 52 eliminated the Red Tornado from DC Comics. Although other characters have hinted at at its is existence wow i'm really struggling man uh they seem really really uh close to me uh other than the fact that the red tornado can basically turn into a tornado you can blow red hot air <laughs> and that's about it so i'll go first uh i'm actually going to give this one to the vision i'm wondering if the vision's just able to hack uh the red tornado's android body um Sounds to me like he's susceptible to that. But also, I just don't know if some of the, the skills of the Red Tornado really stand a chance. Like, okay, he can turn into a human. Okay, well, then he's even more weak than his android form. Um, I do think he'd put up a good fight with some of the Tornado stuff, but I just wonder if Vision would be able to hack into him and get him to shut all that stuff off. So I'm going to give this to the Vision tonight. Mark? Vision, I think he's just got the upper hand with his intangibility and his ability to phase into objects and disrupt them. I don't think that Red Tornado's win stands a chance against once he's gone intangible. Okay. Hmm. He has uh, laser beams that can shoot from his eyes. He can increase his strength. I think that hands down it goes to the vision for me. So he is a 100% android, right? Vision? Yes. Okay. Synthesoid. Okay. I don't know. I think it would uh I think it would be a good fight. Um I I kind of like the fact that the Red Tornado can actually become human and android at will. Um I think it's I think that's a pretty interesting. I don't know if anybody would want that as a superpower, but at the same time <laughs> like if you're a human and you're manipulated by certain things, he could just div- you know, divert that by turning into an android um obviously i think they both have uh, obviously be able to computer hack or do whatever when it comes to technology i don't think that that's you know anything to be to really separate them um i do like the fact that the vision can phase through objects i think that's pretty unique considering he's an android um Mm -hmm. the I, i i don't know i like this matchup i feel like we could talk about it a little bit more and go into depth but uh i think i'm gonna go with vision I think that, hey. uh, i think that uh his his power would probably outmatch i don't know man but he's from ron and i think that those guys are pretty badass and uh i i just i my gut tells me that uh it will probably be vision it so, wouldn't be a first round knockout like i think it would be a substantial 
fight. Yeah. I just think that uh, that'd be a cool death battle to witness. And uh, it's quite obviously that DC doesn't real, really give a shit if they're going to write him off. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> so uh, I don't think uh, Marvel's going to write off Vision anytime soon. But uh, Nope. No, I don't yeah. see that happening. But I, thought he, I thought it was nice to see him in Supergirl, though. The Red Tornado. Yeah, uh, I think this is like a new record. I think uh, we're, what, three episodes in a row where we all three agree with the outcome. So, yeah. again, if you agree or disagree, feel free to write in and uh, give us a shout at HeroesOnBase at Gmail and let us know if our picks were correct or wrong. I don't know. And please feel free to send your own picks. Mark, um, I'm going to be pulling on your heartstrings with my next pick. Are you? <laughs> Rob's already got you, one lined up. Do you want a preview? No. 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 <laughs> um, don't tell me. All right. So I know we don't have any email, but Mark, do you want to share this little tidbit here? Sure. We got a review from Desi Westside. He noted, makes you feel like you're overhearing a conversation at your local comic shop on a Wednesday. Keep up the great work. <laughs> nice. Boom, like hanging out at the comic shop. That was yeah. all the way back on November 16th. Sorry, we uh, neglected. We appreciate it. Please write us a review on your favorite podcast listening platform. We appreciate it. Oh, great. Uh, so should I rent Mask of the Phantasm for $3.99 or should I buy it for $7.99? Why are you? Buy it. I can't believe you don't own that. What the hell? I know. It's like the one that I don't own. Buy it. They even have Batman, the mystery of the Batwoman. I have... Mr. Freeze, Sub-Zero, which is a really good animated one also, by the way. Yeah, it's a good one. All right, boys. So I think that uh, that wraps this this uh, episode. Uh, and uh, I hope both of you have a very Merry Christmas. I hope all our listeners have a very Merry Christmas. And uh, stay safe and healthy. Hopefully a happy, happy New Year. So uh, until next time, this is Rich. This is Mark. And this is Rob. Again, uh, we appreciate you listening. Please like, subscribe, give us a comment, and please be safe out there. Um, enjoy the holiday season with your family. And, you know, the holidays are going to be over at the end of this week, but you can still get some stickers after the holidays. So if you want some stickers, um, just go ahead and shoot us an email. Here is homebase at Gmail, and we will be happy to take your contact information and, and get you some stickers. So it's great for a holiday gift, but if you're too late to get that before Christmas, because by the way, the USPA ain't going to get it to you before Christmas. So um, we'll be happy to get that to you in 2021. Um, thanks for listening. And once again, have happy holidays and Merry Christmas. Thank you, as always, for listening and supporting this RMR production.